0: Alexa, what time is it?
1: The time is 6.27pm.
0: Welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast.
1: Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris.
0: And I'm Simon Sansbury.: <laughs> Well, there we go. We've, um, this is kind of take two of yes. our episode. If you weren't involved in yesterday's calamity, um we tried to do the episode last night at a normal time, but Zoom kept kicking Ian out.
1: Yeah, it was a, it was it was not inclusive yesterday. It was not having a bar of it. I couldn't see it, it couldn't see me, it was an omni shambles.
0: Yes, it just it just wasn't playing very well at all. <clears throat> so um we're giving it another go tonight so um we've got into the habit lately haven't we of starting off with it on this day but we've hastily recobbled together some on this days for today instead of yesterday um but briefly let's visit kind of what we were talking with so how's your the week that's just gone gone ian
1: yeah it's been a funny old week to be honest it's uh it's day what a hundred and quite a few now um so yeah, just really bimbling along, and it's that kind of, you know, you enjoy the weekend, you're back into work, and yeah, it's kind of oh, a little bit meh. Last week, I think a
0: little bit meh, as in meh, as in meh, as in m e h. Yeah, yeah well, I exactly. Thought, that. I thought that you, that was just some badly pronounced French, and you were going for meh. I oh no, no, meant no, to no, it. no
1: a bar of that. That's no. what we voted to spare ourselves from.
0: Um, what badly. Badly pronounced French words.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Indeed. I've that...
1: got a C I've got a COC grade four in French, you know. Have you? <laughs> Sestane Croyable. Avez-vous en grande pompe mousse.
0: Oh, okay. Alright. Well that's I think that's that's enough of that one then. Um so yes, on this day, which worked a bit better yesterday when we when we um when we tried it, but today I want to start on this day by talking about something that happened on our last successful podcast if you and we use the word probably quite wrongly. Yeah. Um, on our last successful podcast, which was um Sunday the twenty first. Sunday the twenty first. Um so yes. Um during our during our conversation with um with with um Nick Sadly, um, at, the end, at the end towards the end of the episode um, I just want to make it clear I made a reference to an airborne advert that flew over the city during the climate hustings in the last general election um, in December um, and I really want to make it clear that uh, Donna Jones wasn't actually connected with that airplane in any way just in case anybody mistook my banter for a claim that it was um, I'm, sh- I, I'm sure that um, people don't see it that that's the case but I think it's important to be clear about that um, so that's what happened on that day um but other days um in, in history, so going back a lot further than obviously the week before you know the last week and a day um on five hundred and twelve um the solar eclipse was recorded by a monastic- sc- um chronicler in Ireland
1: God, I love a solar eclipse. Try to remember when the last one was there was a proper one. I was working uh so I reckon I want to say 98 or
0: 99 um, I can't remember they happen They happen frequently they're great events obviously if you do see a solar eclipse do take precautions with your eyewear not like Donald Trump don't stare right at a solar eclipse it's a really silly thing to do um, I was going to say something else then but I don't know where you were you're going from. was
1: 20, it a bonnie so I don't know either of us are going to catch that one
0: well you never know. You never know. Um mm. was it Bonatola Total Eclipse of the Heart?
1: Yes. Living in was. a powder
0: keg and giving off sparks. I've frequently yeah, sing-
1: my eyes, yeah.
0: I'm frequently singing the the Glee cover of that while I'm pounding the um Jesus
1: pounding the was this treadmill.
0: Guy? Yes, yeah. Oh, that was- good man. Yes. <laughs> outrageous this is a family show um good evening malcolm and lynn um we have a bit of a sense of deja vu but i'm um, glad that some of you have still actually made it through the chaos um so 1377 the french raided rye in england Precious. lovely place um i stayed there with my daughter once um
1: do in they fift- have seven C's? sorry Queen
0: Seven Seas of Rye. The seven, oh, okay. We're going for them We're keep, keeping on with the musical references. Yep. Yeah, there's Seven Seas of Rye. That's that's right. I don't know that it's connected to the place at all. um, um uh, 1540. Former former Lord Privy Seal and Chancellor of the Exchequer of England, Thomas Cromwell, is indicted as a heretic. Um, that didn't go well, friend, did it? No, there we go. These. Bloody unelected bureaucrats. 1613, Shakespeare, Shakespeare's Globe Theatre in London, England burns down during a performance of uh, Henry VIII.
1: no bad thing.
0: Well, um, most theatre organisations want to raise the roof, but not literally raise the building to the ground, I guess. Um, 1858, the Great Fire uh, in London docks. Um, in 1932 the USSR and China sign a non-aggression treaty. And in 1949 South Africa begins implementing apartheid with no fixed with no fixed marriages, with no mixed marriages. Um in 1964 the Civil Rights Act passed after 83-day filibuster in the US Senate. Interesting isn't it that um bookending two you know, talking about two completely different ends of the spectrum with regards to equal rights, um, and even when people are trying to pass um, equality legislation, there are numpties that stand in the way and
1: yeah, completely yeah, ball things along.
0: Yeah. But there we go, being on the wrong side of history—it's you know something that lots of people seem to want to do. Hey, ho
1: well, the thing—it's—and yeah, well, thing, I think this is one of the things we've learned over the last, particularly over the last few months, is that. You don't actually have to look back very far in history to make yourself feel a bit uncomfortable. I was reading a James Bond novel last week. Came through on a deal of the day. Moonraker, 1955. There's some stuff in there that has your eyebrows going over the back of your head.
0: Well, Ian Fleming was convinced that homosexuals couldn't whistle.
1: Uh, yeah, he does mention homosexuals in there. and uh, There was one where M's describing a... He said, "Oh, a decent um, sort of chat, Decent sort of chat. A Jew. A decent sort of chat. Oh, good grief! But like, did you just say that out loud?
0: Yeah, there is some stuff. Well, there's some stuff that ages really, really badly, and that's good because it shows that there's progress in our in our society, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that we um that we had on our list to talk about um was uh, about July the fourth being the opening of." Um, of beer establishments, of pubs. Yes. Um, and in honour of that, we yesterday we both opened a beer. Um, Lynn sadly doesn't have a G and T today like she had yesterday. Um, I don't know whether that's just a supplies issue or because it's a school night. But we're sorry yeah. for you, Lynn. Um, but we're not gonna. I'm. I'm still gonna pour myself a beer. I'm sorry. So July the fourth, Ian, are you going to be going to the pub?
1: Long story short, no. So okay, there is next. an element of, you know, a, a fess up, not a particularly not a regular um, these days, find the pub terrifyingly expensive most of the time, um, take my beer at home. I guess, you know, with it being the summer, I, I tend to equate uh, hydration after a cricket match with, uh, with my blind cricket team as being the principal reason for going to the pub. And as it stands at the moment, whilst there is... There is international cricket, I think, starting next week. That's going to be behind closed doors. And as for my season, it doesn't look like that's going to happen at all. So ultimately, the shall we just go to the pub? Mm, I'm not sure I fancy it.
0: Um, Well, for the three of you that were listening to the conversation before everything went completely wrong yesterday, Um, I'm also not a ferocious, um, attender of pubs. Um, I rarely drink beer. I only tend to do that when it's actually unfeasibly hot. So that kind of tells you how hot it's been lately, although not so much today, I guess. Um, and, um, well, yeah, a lot of establishments are going to struggle with what arrangements they need to put in place. The, The staff might have to, um, be negotiating some, you know, some rules that are in place to try and make sure that what distancing is required that um you know there might be um different facilities we we we, we um we spoke about uh, spoons having a uh, an app so that you can order and therefore don't need to go to the bar which might be something that um larger organizations have both space in their pubs and the ability to develop technical solutions like that whereas some of the smaller more independent um establishments won't won't quite have some of those advantages will they
1: yeah, and I think it, it's that balancing act, isn't it? And, and I know our, our local, um, the Portsbridge, isn't opening on Saturday. It's actually waiting until the Monday. Um, and they've got a booking app. So effectively, you have to book in in advance to go to the pub, which I guess is a, a good way of controlling numbers. Um, but I think the, the the logistics of social distancing in that situation, I guess... There's going to be elements of precaution, aren't there? but it's not going to be an absolute, but I think yeah, you know, this is where it becomes a bit of a balancing act, doesn't it? Because you know folk who have been around supermarkets or, or out and about, you know uh, find that people are already not as respectful of the two meter distance as they were. Um, so I think it's just going to be a gradual a gradual reduction. in in the sort of the distancing piece. Um, But there's an element for me when I I think about these things in terms of it's a balance of risk versus reward, isn't it? You know, if my social life was based around going to the pub and that was my big thing, then I'd perhaps feel more motivated to go than, than, you know, at the moment, you know, I'm holding out for the gyms to reopen. And and that's one of those ones where, again, social distancing not going to be easy. But I'd be much more comfortable going to the gym than I would be going to the pub.
0: Um, yeah, I I guess. Um, and also as people get steadily drink a bit more, then they're, they're even less likely to be compliant, aren't they? So, um, I my my thoughts and sympathies are with the staff trying to negotiate those tricky situations and deal with hopefully not too over eager customers that feel that they've suddenly got their freedom um but going for it on a saturday july the 4th seems a bit of a big kind of um something showy offy without kind of little substance and forethought but you know who'd have thought of that from from boris johnson's government
1: no 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 now, I think well, the, the trouble is, isn't it, it, it uh, and again, you, you've seen some of the debates on social media, haven't it? it's that, you know, the rules are still the rules. The fact that an awful lot of people, well, a significant and noticeable number of people are not following the rules. You know, for me, that's a people problem. You know, that's not a policy problem. The, the fact that you can't get, you know, it's been well documented the issues down at, you know, Southsea and the hot walls, and the fact that they had to put a dispersal order in place—you know that—that's that, not about policy. That's just about people, you know, not being. What's the polite word for dicks? Non-compliant. I that don't know, close.
0: but you've, <laughs> you, you've you've kind of said it anyway. So um, <laughs> let's just hope that nothing as awful as what happened in as, we, as the scenes that we saw in Bournemouth takes place in in Southsea. Um, as it is, there seem to have been, um, you know, some problems with some people um, being in large groups um, and uh, not conducting themselves um, in a sociable manner, shall we say, and quite literally being antisocial when starting fights, um, which sadly happens most summers as well anyway. Sadly well, that, then, I don't know what it is that about is, temperature that is the thing. Brain you know, cells mean, my, being
1: killed off. My e- eldest lad worked down at the the Clarence mm. on the seafront, you know, lovely Brewers Fair pub. But what he found is on a day, you know, one of those red hot days, is you'd have people starting eleven o'clock in the morning, they drink through, and then by the time it got to seven, eight o'clock at night, you know, basically anything could spark trouble at any point. And I think, you know, whilst the pubs haven't been there, if you're skilled in the art of finding an off-licence, you've still been able to sit in the sun and drink all day.
0: Um, yeah, um, it's certainly a, I don't know, so, some sort of lack of social responsibility that some people have that when partnered with alcohol, they, have the, they don't have the... What's that word? Common sense, isn't it? To, um, to not drink more than they can handle and turn into complete um, numpties. What's, the, what's um, the
1: polite word for dicks?
0: Um, no, I, w- I was just avoiding that because you know me, I, 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 I'd, 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 I'd rarely swear. Um, so, um, which of course isn't true to anybody that, that's ever known me. Um, so, yeah, so neither of us are going to go to a pub. Um, nope. We wish well anybody that is going to attend, and we certainly wish well anybody that is going to be working in them. Um, and uh, good luck. Um, and yes.
1: Yeah, and I did muse on it in terms of the following Saturday. Um, it's my birthday. So um, last year, I was, it was uh, it was my 50th, and I can say with no shadow of a doubt that I did properly go to the pub. Really, really a lot. Really with a ball- lot? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that... Yeah. That was it was very, that, very bad the next day. You shocked but me. But this year, I've looked at it, and I thought, well, you know, do you go out for a meal... Um, but ultimately I know for me if you're going to go out for a meal and let's face it that is not a cheap that's not a cheap option these days but I want to relax and enjoy myself and if I've got screens and you know um, I'm it just it all just feels like it all just feels like a bit of a faff and a bit stressful and yeah, no, in the end, I'd rather
0: not bother. Not the same sort of experience, I guess. The only benefit for for me, if I was going to be going to a pub, would be that I assume that they won't be showing live football matches, um, because that would mm-hmm. encourage people to get excitable. Um, mm-hmm. I I understand that that is the, at least the policy of a certain <clears throat> leading um, pub pub chain. Don't um, so, make Tim. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He he was, I was texting him earlier on. Um, yeah. and, um, and I guess that would be because I'm, I'm not a, I'm sorry, as, as I destroy my ability to be electable in costume, I'm not a fan of football. I'm like, it, it doesn't bother me. Um, that's me kind of dropping the popularity. The best way in to do city. that
1: son is to put Lib Dem on the ballot paper. Ba-boom.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> well, wow. um,
1: Come on, you had your Boris, child. I won't let you go. Yeah, yeah,
0: now. okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, no, that's fine. I mean, it, it was enough for us to talk about when we when we were planning the episode, and I suggested to Ian that we do at least a brief conversation about the Lib Dem leadership contest. And Ian said, "Is there a Lib Dem leadership contest?" Um yeah, to, So to just, be fair,
1: you you haven't had the media coverage you should should have done. I don't think we'll come on to that. Later,
0: no, we've So we'll, we'll we'll save all of the excitement for that. But just in just um just so that everybody knows. That hasn't swung by our Facebook page lately. I've put, I've created a Simonometer um, to indicate which side I'm swinging to. Not that Ian, in regards to um, Layla or Ed, as my vote in the leadership contest. Um, and at the moment, I'm characteristically um, in the middle. Um, so keep updated Swing with the Simonometer. We've got a sw- we've works. got a swingometer, but I've called it a Simonometer because. I just like doing those awful things with consonants, so um, yes. So, but our second subject was was going to be slightly different, which was the um, the stay or go question.
1: Stay or go? Ah, oh, is this Robert Jenrick?
0: Yes, developer extraordinaire.
1: Well, so let's let's deal with the facts as we know them. Which is? Are the
0: actual facts, he, not the ones from Conservative the Party Office. The actual facts.
1: So we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the facts <laughs> as we know them. Okay. So he ends up being sat next to Richard Desmond, yep. who is a property developer now, whereas historically he was a, a print media mogul, I think would be the uh, appropriate term. Although some of his publications were only accessible to, how can I put it, taller members of society. Um, but now he's into property developing and he ends up sat next to our man at the fundraiser. Texts are exchange about a uh, housing development that he is trying to get built in Tower Hamlets. It's a redevelopment, 1,500 homes. And he's asking if we could get a bit of a move on and approve it because there's an upcoming change where there will be a local levy needing to be paid which would result in the sum of about 40 million pounds being paid to the labor-led tower hamlets council
0: you mean the democratically the, elected council to represent the people in tower hamlet
1: yes you know I, I i made no value judgment about how these people were elected i was just coloring the story story with the of fact course. that it was a labor-led council of course. So Robert Jenrick, fortunately, approves said piece of planning permission. Forgive me, I need to deal with my dog. So I'm going to carry you at this point, Simon. Don't be alarmed. In any way, shape, or form. So Robert Jenrick approves the um, the planning application by lucky chance the day before the levy is due.
0: What
1: a coincidence. In a in a... Unrelated coincidence, 12 days later, Mr Desmond donates £12,000 to the Conservative Party. Some say that this does not look good and that it is not appropriate what has gone on and that our friend Mr Jenrick should resign his position. Thus far, he has steadfastly not resigned and the Prime Minister has said he considers the matter closed. That
0: all seems perfectly fair, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I do, uh, Knowing what, because I spoiler, I know what you're going to say. Is it? Shall I come in with just a kind of little bit of?
1: Oh, I'd like to. I'd like, like to see you your wanna... thoughts. I mean, you seem yeah. a fair and balanced man, um, a reasonable I'm... fellow for a Lib Dem. I'm fair and I've live, I've, I've live even, and live. I've That's even been called
0: balance, or, or balanced on occasion.
1: Um, oh, so... oh, just, just, just. I, I do need to add this in. Yeah. Since approving it, he's suggested that because it might look a bit fishy, there's nothing fishy going on, but it might look like it is, he's now overturned his own decision and referred the decision to an independent minister to look over the application.
0: But that was after the media ferrari, yes?
1: I I couldn't be exact on timing, but... um, Okay, um, so so well, you the, might think that
0: i've i've got so on my on my little collection of notes um robert robert Jenrick, who's a housing expert i mean he must be because he's got three of them um which of course he's perfectly entitled to have um he in january he granted permission for the one billion pound development in east london overruling advice from um from an inspector and from officials um, who had said that it wasn't a good local fit and it lacked um, and it was lacking in social housing um, it was really strange like no, you say it's got to make a profit really strange coincidence that um, his decision saved Richard Desmond a 45 million pounds um, levy in taxation that he would have been subject to had had the appeal not taken place on the day that um the sorry had the decision not taken place on the day that it did, the day before those um that tax came into effect. Um it's also a strange coincidence, um and like you say, Ian of course entirely unrelated, that Robert Jenrick sat next to um Richard Desmond. I I'm I'm sure that nobody shortens his name um in the common shortening of the name Richard. Um at a November Conservative Party fundraiser. Um, but he didn't didn't, doesn't appear to have donated money at that fundraiser, or at least not a declarable amount of money at that fundraiser. Um, but he did donate twelve thousand pounds to the Conservative to the Conservative Party weeks after the approval was granted. So it does. That's not true. Uh, well, I'm I'm merely quoting what was, it was reported. It was elsewhere. twelve days. Twelve days. Yeah, after well, that's the,
1: less than two weeks, isn't it see so the statement of weeks was factually incorrect.
0: But twelve days is more than one week, right? it's not too, it's not weeks so though it's a week and a bit it's more than one week we could, look to be honest with you <laughs> whether it was three days later or seven weeks later the point is he didn't make it didn't appear to have made a donation at the fundraising event in november where he showed a video to robert Jenrick of the regarding the development but once the he was saved 45 million pound in taxes he then did make a £12,000 donation. Um, I mean, the investors amongst us would probably see that £12,000 for a saving of £45 million as is a, is a really good return on investment. Um, I think
1: that makes him a wrong one.
0: You think that makes him a wrong one? Mm. Okay. Why? Because to be fair... I mean, I don't disagree with you, but I'm interested to if, see if your... The, if the wheels
1: thoughts. have been greased to the tune of £45 million, you'd rather hope for a bit more of a suck of the spot more than 12k, wouldn't you? So, you?
0: so you think his bung should have been more?
1: Well, it seems only reasonable to me. Yeah.
0: Is, is that because the Conservative Party are so ferociously short of funds?
1: We're well, we not terrifically short of funds, but you know.
0: I mean, I, I guess they're...
1: Man's, man's not short of shillings, shilling, is he?
0: Well, it, it would appear not. Um, so your verdict on generic...
1: So we've had a bit of banter, and and, and my feeling with this is I'm appalled, if I'm honest. You know, there is an element of – I still got – I'm old-fashioned in a way, Simon, and I believe in fair play. And ultimately, you know, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck – it's probably a duck and this whole story just is distasteful and it plays to the narrative of our oh, bloody Tories are looking after their own and they're looking after their own, yeah, money changing and beyond closed doors. And I just put my head in my hand and think, how stupid do you have to be to think in this day and age that that story isn't gonna break. Even if you leave all the moral stuff about it being entirely the wrong thing to do to one side, and I'm not saying you should, but how do you think that that isn't gonna get pieced together and your trousers are gonna get yanked down? So when stood there with your trousers around your ankles as Robert Jenrick has done, just to stand up and say well I just like to point out my trousers haven't been pulled down um, and I refer the matter to a, a different trousers minister I don't get it I really don't get it
0: um it's it's it, um, well unsurprisingly I don't I don't disagree with you I think that um, I think that you should go um, and it should be investigated um, independently with whatever is the appropriate process for this to be investigated. So, at the, so very... the
1: the Labour Party have called for the Parliamentary Standards mm-hmm. Commissioner to be involved,
0: which is absolutely right in the, in these circumstances. Um we may not all remember the the lack of trust in our parliamentary system that was caused by, you know, the cash for questions scandal. Yep. Um and all of those sorts of things at the end of the day, um it's important that everybody has equal access to their democratically elected representatives um and that shouldn't shouldn't be bought um and that organizations and people shouldn't be in a situation where they can um effectively hand over a brown envelope or promise to hand over a brown envelope and hand it over later once they've actually been um saved the the bother of actually paying money towards public funds considering that, that if that development doesn't have the required level of social housing doesn't fit with the area so it's going to be causing issue you know all sorts of um problems for the other for the other residents of of the area and isn't going to be solving the um the issues with um providing socially affordable housing um for for people in um in London just as much as in any other cities um, for them to actually duck out of the forty-five million pound charge, um, um, to well, to use your own analogy, it's not—it's it's not cricket. It's not right. It shouldn't—it shouldn't happen. And there should be, there should be a price to pay.
1: And the piece that I don't understand, and this is where I do find it all slightly incredible, is—is is why you wouldn't resign. In that situation. And that's the piece where I, I kind of, I, I sort of struggle in my own mind, is that the right thing to do is to resign. I'm going to have to pick you up again and I'll let my dog back in. This is one of the downsides, of course, of having to broadcast when it is not Barbie sunshine. <laughs> um, you know, for me, the well, I I've, you know, I've got politics res- is full of ministers that have been caught doing the wrong thing some more serious than others but even if it's just a question of judgment or a, an infidelity or a historically they just used to do the right thing and resign and I don't get why he hasn't. Can
0: You're going to accuse me of being deeply partisan for pointing out the obvious which is the reason why he hasn't gone is because this particular administration has created environment where successive um, ministers and successive representatives of the administration or advisors in the administration have made what normally you 're quite right what normally would be falling on own sword kind of affairs and i don 't mean affairs as in being in someone else 's bed um, but that I would mean, have been
1: enough historically wouldn't it
0: um wait to be fair i'm i'm not so attached to the example of um, marital infidelity because you know to be honest at the end of the day. I'm less concerned about that than I am people um, taking bribes or what appear to be bribes I should be clear um, in order to make decisions that favor the person issuing the issuing um, the donation um, we've got people that are p- key parts of this government or supposedly key parts of this government despite being an analytic bureaucrat. Um,
1: God, Inter- interpreting to rules like to it? their own to their own really? degree, and
0: yeah, because if you're in a, in any other government, Ian, he would have been told to go. Because so he's just an example, and I, I'm not leveling him as a as a person. Because at the end of the day, I don't I don't I'm, I don't have any truck with this evil demonization of him as a person. But at the end of the day, as a person involved, as a person doing the job that he's doing, any other. Um, advisor that was in that situation where they became a bigger story than the prime minister. Um, they would be asked to go. Um, yeah. And yeah, there we're are gonna go down a rabbit hole here. There are many you, other. You
1: cannot control the media. So eight no, weeks on, who'd want to control? There them? are still people posting every day about the non-story. And but you all say the it's the people a non-... who are posting those stories, mm. who are trying to keep that story in the media are angry remainers who despise <laughs> him because he's the architect of brexit okay well, that's how they perceive um but it has nothing to do
0: well i i i i haven't pressed the button and dropped you out but you seem to have dropped connection are you still there <laughs> well that's unfortunate um let me just try and make sure that Ian's back. Ian, are you still there? You seem to have dropped out and come back in. Hang on. For some reason, he's on his... The image is on its side. Ian appears to have come back muted. Um. Yep, you're back.
1: Yep, I'm unmuted. I'm back.
0: Don't, don't worry, I, I puffed rather than kind of making my um, rep- um reply while, while you were kind of... Um, digitally incapacitated um, so um, I mean to be fair that's nice gaslighting but at the end of the day I'm not saying this is an angry Remainer I'm saying this as someone because to be you know we've we've talked at length about obviously my views about how Brexit went are, are quite clear um, yep. but this isn't about revenge for Brexit this is about re- responding to your point that In any other administration, in previous governments, people mired in scandal or seemed to be doing doing um, the wrong thing would be asked to step aside, or they would be, or they would be sacked. Um, And the reason your question was why hasn't Genwick done that? And the the answer is because. Johnson's government has successively not asked people to do that when they've actually done things that in previous governments they would have done. So it's because that standard has been set and it has been lowered. Dominic Cummings is, of course, the most um, visible and memorable recent example. But I don't pick on that because I'm obsessed by going on about Dominic Cummings. I just pick that because it's the the clearest, most recent example. Um, I couldn't list to you all the others, but it's just the reason why is because that's the standard that the johnson government operates under and you seem shocked that people don't behave with honor and decency
1: yes yeah i don't i don't see the two as the same but it's, I, it's I, because I see, of how johnson's I, I running see, his
0: government <laughs> Because okay. at, the they, they, that the, example, at the end of the day,
1: it's about that. personal responsibility, isn't it? Yes, but so should you're... should Johnson sack him. Yes. yes, I think he should.
0: Right. So why isn't will he? will he? No. So why not?
1: And I don't. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know why he wouldn't. Because if I was in his position, I would I would have sacked him in a heartbeat.
0: Yes, but with due respect to you, you're a man of principle and honour, whereas our prime minister isn't.
1: Yeah, and perhaps there is an element to that he has a he has a, a a slightly murkier past but there's an element of I guess ultimately you you have to make your decisions and you know I hope this one doesn't come back to haunt us, you know, and again, back to the the bribe piece, hmm. £12,000 whilst it's own, you know, some if they gave it to you or I, I'm sure we'd be absolutely delighted with
0: it. But you think it was a bit cheap. It, it's,
1: not, it's not a material amount of money in terms of the turnover of the Conservative Party, so you know, it, 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 it's for me, it's not a bribe issue, but it is acting improperly, mm-hmm. and I don't like that.
0: So I guess where we both agree is that we want... And it seems like we're both agreeing that we would it would need to it would be a return. But what what we're both asking for is actually an environment where propriety exists. And we expect of our representatives, the elected ones and the unelected ones, um, to behave and conduct themselves in a way that is reasonable. And I know we talked on previous episodes about um holding them to impossible standards that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the common kind of decency thing of actually the, the truth is in politics sometimes it isn't actually whether you did a thing it's actually whether it looks like you did a thing um and if you're the distraction that stops the government dealing with the issue of the day or is a you know they're spending time dealing responding to column inches or to um, or to media questions about issues that, when we're dealing with a nationwide pandemic, then really, actually, you should kind of like, do you know what? This isn't the right thing for people to be focusing their time on. I should shuffle off.
1: Well, that 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 unfortunately is where we differ because I I, I and again, you you cannot control the media. The days of the thick of it and of um, Alistair Darling controlling the media are over. So there is an element of if the media chooses to to create or run with a non-story, or inflate a story, or conflate a story as being different to what it is, if that is the mood of the mob, you you can't change that, and that's where for me, the baying of the mob mentality means I I I, I change sides I, at that point. I'm I'm. I am not on the side of the banging mob. So
0: does but that, there's an element. There's, that-
1: there's an element of, if you look at the generic story at face value, it is not a difficult story for you to follow. Follow the narrative of, and say, that's not right. So does that- now, the fact is, in in two weeks' time, no one will speak of. Oh, it might come up again if the if the ombs was or if the parliamentary standards man says no or if he investigates and says yes he's done something wrong but ultimately it will not cover every tabloid headline and every social media group for the next eight weeks
0: to be fair i don't think it's covered every tabloid headline and it hasn't covered every social media group um and to be clear i'm I don't think you're suggesting this, but the the concept of controlling the media, the point of having a free media is that you don't control them and they investigate no, and question I, and hold I, the, I
1: absolutely get it, but the there is an element of when the investigation has happened and the finding has been found and the finding isn't what you want it to be, to then just make stuff up
0: in regards to general,
1: keep pumping the air in the tyres of a non-story because you want it to be something different. That's where I start the struggle
0: in regards to generic.
1: No, no, gen- generic's fine. Right. My, my my issue is with the Cummins story, which is still, still, being posted on social media groups as the reason why people aren't social distancing.
0: Yeah, but in a to be to be fair, Ian, um, in a free society, lots of people with differing views will post all sorts of things, and some of them will. Um, we'll have, a to be honest, we'll have an agenda, and actually, some of them will be have an obsessive level of anger yes. at at particular things that that happen. And uh, you know, if you want to find anybody upset about anything, you can. You'll always be able to find it on the internet. I, but I don't, I don't think
1: don't disagree with you. Don't, I don't disagree. I don't
0: with you. think. Um, I I just think to, to to circle back to my answer to your question: Why is it that he hasn't gone? It's because his boss. Has created the environment where it isn't necessary for him to do so,
1: uh, and I, I can't I can't necessarily argue with that, except to put a comma that says you shouldn't you shouldn't need your boss to sack you if it's obviously you've done the wrong thing.
0: No, you, you you're right. You shouldn't, but in in any environment where. Um... I don't think toxic's the right word. Where it is, um, um, where where an environment is created where people can, to be blunt, get away with things that they shouldn't get away with. In any other um, organization or any other business, that environment is created and allowed to fester by the person or the people in in charge, right? And they're responsible for the um for the ethics of the, the, the culture and the cultural the the
1: ethics. And the no culture, i don't right? know so, so i can't disagree with that. yeah
0: so i, I think that's that's kind of where so um okay shall so, we slide on to the yes. second so let's slide on to the second part of this point. question because this is where it kind of gets into but, but before we do let me just bring in some of the comments from from the interweb from our own little um echo yep. chamber um so um i asked the uh well while well, um while you were talking, I asked whether whether the group thought that um, generic should stay or go. Um, Lynn and Malcolm both said that they thought he should go. Um, Ivy points out that um, it isn't just angry Remainers, um, and that being um, rather a generalisation.
1: Um, Malcolm... From, from, an, from an angry Remainer.
0: <laughs> but then why... Why... Sorry, I... I'm... Um, am I not English too? Do, do I not have a have a have a view about what happens in this country?
1: Oh, everyone's entitled to a view,
0: right? Exactly, but why why categorising people because of an event that happened four years ago, um, and therefore deriding their opinions because of how they how, what their views are on that?
1: Because the two, the two are linked.
0: Okay, um, Malcolm says that he's shocked that you're shocked about Cummings, mm-hmm. um, and. It, uh, ivy goes on to say about it um uh, basically disagreeing with it about it being a non-story but i think we've kind of exhausted that point to a th- degree so. um so the second part of the stay or go question was the flip side so this is where it might be actually quite interesting to see how the logic process that we've just gone through and our thought processes that we've just described apply to rebecca long bailey's situation yep um now she was um sacked from her shadow front bench position Um, as shadow education minister by Keir Starmer Um, and that um, he was he sacked her after she'd posted a link to an article um, in which a what can be possibly described as a conspiracy theory um, attempting to link the actions of the Israeli secret police to the uh, to the murder of uh, George Floyd Floyd in America Um, and she'd been asked to take down her original uh, tweet um, and post a clarification. She'd posted a clarification, but had refused to take down the tweet. Um, and there's unsurprisingly a difference between Keir Starmer's office and Rebecca Long-Bailey as to then this kind of sequence of events. But in a nutshell, Rebecca Long-Bailey was, um, was relieved of her post.
1: What's yes. your thoughts?
0: Should she, should she have gone?
1: Should she have gone? Yes. Oh, and to be honest, there is an element of, you know, there are great similarities in this situation, which is the Labour Party has an anti-Semitism problem because it's perceived to have an anti-Semitism problem. And that is clearly linked to the left of the party, of which Rebecca Long-Bailey is, that was their hope for leader to be the Corbyn continuity candidate. So at that point, you have a situation where you repost a link, a story that has a clearly untrue and anti-Semitic trope within it and your clarification is uh, uh, it wasn't a blanket support of the whole story, uh, I'm afraid at that point you, you have to go. You just cannot stay. You know, Sakir Starmer set out very clearly, I think his first meeting was with the Jewish Council of Deputies to, to say that this was an area he was going to personally address and a frontbencher making such a tweet simply cannot stay. So,
0: some of the, it appears that there's a, there's, a, there's a bit of a disagreement within the Labour Party from some of its supporters as to whether they support or, or not um, Keir Starmer's move. Um, to, to, so to sack Rebecca I, Long-Bailey? I,
1: I looked at another angry voice, which mm-hmm. is a prominent, um, a prominent, um, a, a very vocal left-leaning, and I would say 60% of the people responding to that story, where another angry voice said that he was wrong to sack Rebecca Long-Bailey, were either posting anti-Semitic material were suggesting that their relationship with the labor party was over and were were basically denying that rebecca longbailey had done anything wrong
0: okay and some of the should we say the um i mean the the person whose article rebecca longbailey Included, sorry, tweeted, um, linked to in a, yes. in a tweet. They've actually withdrawn their article. Is that right?
1: So they 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 sent out a clarification and an apology, saying that the the that piece of the article mm-hmm. was untrue, and that they regretted posting it, and that they stood against racism and anti semitism as completely wrong. Okay, um, you know it- that is that that for me is about. I have made a mistake, and I'm sorry.
0: Um, yeah, um, and indeed, although we all make mistakes, um, sometimes it's um, it's important to own up to them. But not all mistakes are excusable with an apology, I guess. Um, is that? Is, yeah, you know, a, absolutely. A that, um, but um, so personally, um, I think that she should have gone. It was right for Keir to Keir to dismiss her. Um, and even if you, e- to be blunt, e- even if actually you, um, whether you disagree or agree as to whether um, that trope in, in and of itself was um, anti-Semitic, um, the point that someone on his shadow front bench goes anywhere near the orbit of suggesting or talking about anything to do with um, Israel or to do with anything, bearing in mind... What a contentious and dangerous issue it is, and how easily it is to get that wrong. Um, for her to 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 have um, demonstrated the lack of judgment of doing that in the first place is one thing. For for to be honest, for Keir, he either his leadership is going to be consumed by the same battle that uh, consumes the Corbyn leadership. Um, or he had he had no choice but to say off you go. You know he gave yeah. her a chance to yep. um, to withdraw her to withdraw the the tweet. He gave her a chance to explain. She chose to explain but not withdraw the tweet. So leaving she it didn't up
1: there, explain, and that's that's the difference for well, me, Simon. She, what well, she did was folded her arms and said, hmm. But she she didn't address the fact that it contained an anti-Semitic trope. you know there was no acknowledgement of that. That, that and that for me is the piece of you know, like when you tell a child to say sorry, well I'm not going to can't make me and that was her, that was her response. you know it was bottom lip out Ooh, didn't do it. well, you did and the fact is that if you can't see that. If you can't see George Floyd, yeah, you know what, his death linked to Israeli secret services. If you can't see that that's anti-Semitic in its nature, then there's no helping you.
0: So um, another thing that was, um, that was talked about was the, um, was that, and I think it was the, was it the Morning Star? So um, take that with the pinch of whatever flavoured salt you like. Um, that there was the theory that um, Keir Starmer had actually been advised that he needed to get rid of Rebecca Long Bailey anyway because of her support for the National Education Union, um, and that causing an issue with regards to challenging the government's positions or actions around actually getting children back to school, um, and that because she was so too sorry too vociferous in her support of the NEU. That um, that basically she wasn't fit for the role and needed needed to be um, needed to be moved out of out of that role. That's the mm. that's the union of which um, recent um, Portsmouth North parliamentary candidate Amanda Martin is uh, president of.
1: Yeah, and and it, uh, again, that there is an element of you know per, perhaps that's the case. You know, it it make me no, no surprises that I don't think Rebecca Long Bailey is fit to be anyway but the fact is that ultimately you know she's been given a front bench job she's she's behaving in the way that you would expect her to and you know that that's a value judgement but she's done nothing that 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 any labor leader could sack her for you know for supporting the position of the union so you know for me that makes it doubly trebly stupid that you would go to the you know, you go to the sorest spot that Labour have got and jab your finger right in it and do the, oh oh does that hurt? Does that hurt? You know, it is, it is a, I, I really, you know at the end of the day I, either she was looking to get sacked or, and I have another theory, I'm going to throw this one out there Kia Starmer is doing so well and playing so well that the hard left element in Labour are looking for a death match with him, and the Rebecca Long Bailey sacking is the catalyst to start that war. I,
0: I don't quite understand the logic of that, but don't worry about not bothering to expand it. Um, I guess um, so. It seems that we both agree that at the end of the day, Keir Starmer's done the right thing in. Yep. Um in, in relieving a of post. Um and that's the and that's the, the the kind of the right thing. Of course, it is worth and I I'm cautious of the whataboutery nature of um of my following statement, but it is also worth remembering that other parties have issues with racist or um anti particular religious groups statements within their ranks um and they should all be dealt with see i i think in, they should all be dealt with independently and the party should all sign up to agreeing to live by those uh, by those rulings and those those adjudications um because it you know for um for national or local politicians to be making um you know sharing racist material or promoting um, racist agendas isn't something that reflects well on them or their party or the people that they represent.
1: So the question you have to ask is, how does the party deal with those things? And that, that for me is the you know, and again, in the interest of time, I don't think you are going to walk down the road that you're looking to stroll down. You know, ultimately, you have a mechanism within parties to deal with these issues, and I think you know if you look at the situation. Within, you know, if you look at the specifics within the Labour Party, there is a proportion of the party that are right to talk about the, you know, the, the Israeli government and their human rights records. And the Israeli government has a very poor human rights record. As does China, as does Russia, as does, insert the name of 30 or 40 countries around the world. My issue is that the only or the government that the hard left predominantly want to talk about is Israel. And that is that is significantly, you know, it is exceptional in its nature. And unfortunately, there are a proportion of people on the very hard left who conflate capitalism, wealth, and Judaism. As being a a, a thread of evil in the world, and you know that that is something that you know Keir Starmer is committed to stamping out, and I wish him every success in his endeavour.
0: Um, it's worth, I guess, pointing out that I don't know what analysis or um, data there is to actually demonstrate that you know that, that sort of claim um i i guess um my point would be that um and in in, in kind of echoes what malcolm was saying which is that you know the, it matters little whether they're whether they're you know the whether they're right or wrong or not it's the perceive it's the perception of of um doing something wrong and that kind of speaks back to our conversation about robert jenkins is that um You know whether that's whether I mean I I have no idea whether that's actually um, illegal or whether that even breaches parliamentary standards. That would be investigated. But the point is, and as what we were both saying earlier on in the question, is what happened to the concept of I've done something wrong and it's serious enough, or I've created a storm that's serious enough that actually I should pack my bags and yeah, you know, take take my place. If we just
1: put a put a, a brackets around this section I, I would say both people have done something wrong enough that they should have resigned and ultimately one leader has shown strong moral compass leadership and sacked the transgressor and unfortunately for me in this episode the other leader has looked the other way and said nothing to see here, which is disappointing
0: So is that a statement of support for Keir, for Sir Keir Starmer
1: yeah, from, I think he's, he's done very in. well. I think he's done the right thing.
0: Um, I'm sure that the left will be, or you know, the left, whoever you know, whoever and whatever they consider themselves to be, because um, it's it's as it's, it's as amorphous and technical as saying they, isn't it? It's the oh yes, know, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, Royal I'm Church. sure, I'm sure they will be thrilled to know <laughs> that starmer has got your support. Um, I can imagine that going down well.
1: On, on this topic alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but there might be others. I'm a reasonable and fair man, as you know. Um, so how are we doing for time there, Simon? Because I've only got my one headset on.
0: So well, good, good grief. We're at 25 minutes past.
1: Oh. Do we quickly, briefly talk about... Come on. Who's, who's the runners and riders? Okay. Who, so um,
0: the Live Dem leadership contest, obviously yes. caused by Jo Swinson losing her seat in the December general election. Um, The party had originally said that it was going to actually put off the leadership election until 2021. That was kind of at the start that the whole COVID situation was happening. But as it's become apparent that we can quite reasonably hold hustings, etc. using digital services, um, then actually there's no reason for that leadership contest not to go ahead. Um, The contest started... With um, with three people saying they were going to be chucking their hat into the ring, um, the closure of nominations is actually July 9th. Um, but one of the so it, um, the original kind of um, people at the start of the race, even though the race hadn't started, uh, was uh, Vera Hobhouse, um, Ed Davy, and Layla Moran. Um, Vera has actually pulled out, um, thrown her support behind uh, behind Layla, and both candidates have reached the required level of nomination from party members Um, so they both got nominations from three MPs Um, Ed's got member nominations from 1268 Um, Layla has uh, 923 Um, and they were required to have nomination from members with with 20 different um, local parties Um, and Ed has 288 local parties and Layla has 290 local parties um Ooh. so it's um so they're both in the running. Um, Ed I guess kind of the the um I haven't made any kind of call either way at the moment. Um I know that listeners may well remember that I voted for Ed in the last leadership election that the Liberal Democrats held which was only last year. Um yep. so the leadership election of 2020 haven't made my call just yet. Um I guess you've got Ed I can.
1: What? That's only one answer. What's the what was the question? Well who to vote for? Okay,
0: but you don't get a vote.
1: Yeah, but I know it would if I could.
0: Okay. But if you're interested in joining the Liberal Democrats, then you need to do so by midnight july ninth, um, in order to have a say in the um leadership election. I think, um,
1: unfortunately, my Conservative Party membership... Yes, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be allowed
0: to because you're already a member of another political party. Um, so, I, I guess what's... So, on one hand, you've got um, Ed, the man of experience with a with yep. a really passionate and strong uh, Green Agenda. Um, he was responsible for um, the uh, UK's uh, quadrupling of renewable generation capacity, which, last time I looked, meant that we hadn't actually... Um, required any coal generation since sometime in April, the longest time since the um, since the Industrial Revolution. Um, the downside being that he's linked with his time in coalition and therefore is perceived as um, by some as. So the question is that he, is there a perception of kind of tainted goods? But he has experienced a strong kind of green and caring agenda. Layla obviously wasn't involved in the coalition because she was first elected as an MP in 2017 um and so um is a fresher face if you like is our education spokesperson and has a has a strong background and experiences that have taught her about internationalism and um learning about how education is really really important um and wants to um there have been some press articles about saying that layla is saying that the party should take a jump to the left to try and pick up Corbynistas. Cool and
1: then a step to the right.
0: Yes, I, d- I did make that comment as the time warp. Um, I don't think Ed has kind of made a similar sort of comment. I know that Tim Farron has um, wrote an article, um, was it The Spectator, saying that basically that wouldn't kind of really work because actually what we'd need to do would be to try and encourage some of the softer Tory vote to actually come um, come to vote Lib Dem. Um, and I don't quite understand, if I'm honest, the logic of trying to... Um, trying to sweet talk Corbin Easter's because the last thing they're going to do is, is vote Liberal Democrat because they spent the last 12 months telling us how much they hate our guts um, and um, I- indeed what was it was it um, Nick Tyrone wrote in the Spectator, spectator that the Labour's path to victory would be to destroy the Lib Dems um, and that their way back to their way back to government would be to build a big tent of voters so to destroy the Lib Dem vote instead of trying to reclaim their own voters from like the Red wall, as it was, and um, that seems to have obviously just be a bit of rubble at the minute. Um, so um, so
1: fascinating. Yes, I so, guess I think we should, in the interest of time, I think we should pick this one up on the next.
0: Yes, we'll do Because
1: I've I've thought it through, and and as as your own personal Dominic Cummings, I can I can give you the strategy to to well maybe not win the next election, but at you, least do a lot better. Your, your, so will hold that, hold that over the next time. Shall you're we? most
0: definitely not my own personal Dominic Cummings. Let's be really honest. I, I've,
1: you. I've got to go for a drive just to check my eyesight. Yeah. I,
0: I, mm, yes, the same. Uh, Millsy can manage it. I, I'm, I'm sure Millsy can deal with the deal with that. So, yes. So there we are. We've not had quite the technical problems that we had yesterday. Thank you for bearing with us. Is there, um, Malcolm saying another I agree with Ian at the moment? Um, i think that was about the Keir Starmer was right or wrong. That's just Lynn about everything.
1: M- Mal- Mal- Malcolm will always agree he's, he's with me. He's found him, himself with agreeing with me more and more. He's he's, he's he's coming towards the light. He's loving it. You can, Absolutely take, you can take tablets
0: him. for that, Malcolm. Um, Lynn says that she thinks that um, Keir Starmer showed clear leadership. Um, and Malcolm had previously said that he'd been worrying about um, Labour for years, pandering to the left, um, whilst content in not having a hope of being elected. There's a whole other conversation to open there, which Ian and I have both kind of agree on about the difference between radical and unelectable. Um, And um, yes, so that's kind of like our comments. So I think that's a good place for us to leave, but we'll be back to our normal time on Sunday, um, the Zoom, God's willing. Um, So you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast.
1: Blue and yellow till we die. I've been Ian Tiny-Morris.
0: And I've been Simon Sandspring.